Hello and welcome to Leviathan News. I'm your host, Samuel McCullough. And today is February 20th. It's like 2.20. We're almost 4.20. A couple months away. But uh, here today we have Amplis. What's up? How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And you know what I'm excited about is points. Who isn't? Everybody's excited by points. I know. It's... Uh, it's like we're moving back into like a video game meta, which I think is where we get towards, right? Everything is descending into like video game metas. In the sense that like life doesn't mean anything and it's literally just a game. Exactly. And uh, it's all it's all ultimately meaningless. Yeah. I buy that. <laughs> I mean, the thing about the points is that they may or may not ever exist. I mean, they exist in, in your computer screen, but like whether they become... do they exist in your computer screen or do they exist on a server somewhere exactly like yeah you know i mean hopefully if the points aren't honored then then everybody's gonna be in big trouble <laughs> but let's not talk about that now hmm. yeah i mean what would happen if the points aren't honored actually um well i would say <clears throat> there is a robust points marketplace now on this on Wells Market, right, which I've never used, and I don't quite understand how it, how it works, but it exists. So points are are liquid in a sense. Um, so it's just a matter of like getting out before, you know. If if you think there's at all a chance that points don't get honored, which I don't think that there's really a chance of that, um, because like why why would these projects do that? You know what I mean? They'd just be shooting themselves in their own foot. How but, do you, you know, how, yeah. how do you have a points market? I don't know. I don't know how it works, but it exists. People have been like posting about, I mean, I've seen a thread about Gearbox specifically. That's like, oh, eigenlayer points are going for, what is it? Like 0.145, so 14 cents essentially. And you can farm in Gearbox for 4 cents per 14 cents. It's like printing money or something. Um, now, I'm not saying that that thread is like, I haven't done the math myself. So, um, but yeah, th there's like a marketplace and there's, People are, are assigning like number like dollar values to points now on Wells Market. So I guess I guess there's there's a way. I, I mean I assume it's not Yeah, I don't I don't know how it works because I thought points were just like a UI <laughs> a thing in the UI and like a database somewhere, but yeah. Uh yeah, it is it is a little bit crazy, right? That like we've we've gotten to the point where we don't even trade tokens anymore. We trade the idea of tokens. <laughs> Well, it's just, you know, it's an endless layer of abstractions, right? So we're talking about like there's account abstraction. Now we have token abstraction. So, you know, be chain abstraction. And then we can do away with the idea of blockchains altogether. And just, uh, you know, you can have a Web2 app that's mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like an abstraction of a Web3 app without actually having any Web3 uh, features. And that'll be good enough. Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm like the points thing kind of annoys me a bit. But look, like if you want like that, especially with Eigenlayer, right? But also, I mean, in most cases, those points are going to be transferable, not transferable, are going to turn into tokens, right? It's just a matter of like, I think projects want a little bit more control. And I totally understand this. Projects want a little bit more control over whatever the final distribution is going to be of the token, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, and like with points, they can kind of, basically keep you on the hook because you don't know how much a point is going to be worth. Um, 
and it's, so it's a way of like allowing farming allowing some mild forms of speculation and like anticipation building excitement but without setting in stone your tokenomics and that's a, it's a huge advantage because like once the token is out then you're kind of stuck with wh whatever distribution you have whereas the points thing can go on you know indefinitely i mean at some point you people will get sick of it but um so i understand like why uh projects are preferring to do the points thing rather than just doing a token immediately so looking at whales market the top offer for eigenlayer points is at 13 cents 13 and a half mm -hmm. cents per point yes it's, it's crazy and and that puts eigenlayer at close to like a 15 or 20 billion dollar FTV. I think somebody did 20 I think somebody did the math and it was like 20 billion, yeah. 20 billion. It's crazy. <laughs> Out the gate. I mean, it's a bull market, man. Anything's possible. Any anything is possible. Did that's you Remember that's... last bull market? I'm supposed to be shilling gearbox by the way, but anyways, um do you not remember last bull market? Like FTV is a meme. Like it is in the bull market. FTV is a meme. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> Like what was the what was the Axie Infinity top last? Uh... Uh, I th I didn't it hit like 120 billion or something like that. Yeah. So okay. So we're like, what are we really talking about? Like, I I can lay it's worth more than Axie. So like, the sky's the ceiling on this thing, right? So the the market cap hit 10 billion, and I believe the uh, the FTV probably would have been like 20 or 30 billion by that point. Yeah. So yeah, really anything is possible here. So if, if Eigenlayer went live tomorrow, it's probably debuting at like, they, they said what, 10% airdrop they're thinking, uh, I think is what it's at. And so that yeah. would, that would put it pretty much in the, um, probably in the top, top 50, right? Like $1.5 billion market cap. Yeah. The, something two, like that. Top 50. So like $2 billion market cap, 20 billion fully diluted. And, uh, even from like a, market like FTV's like standpoint it's quite high it would put it pretty much right behind Starknet for where it's debuting and Starknet has like zero ecosystem there's a lot of people building on it but there's not that much TVL there um, maybe oh, the there's I feel like not only is there not not to shit on Starknet right but not only is there not that much TVL I feel like people are pissed so will there be TVL <clears throat> because like at the end of the day like you can shit on airdrop farmers and all that stuff all you want but those are like the users especially like if, if you're talking about who are the people who are like quote unquote in the trenches during the bear using everything keep like continually supporting the ecosystem by injecting their money into the in, into like like uh projects and things like that it was like people who you would term like airdrop farm or e-beggars or whatever right <laughs> so like to go and shit on those people is just well number one it's unnecessary you can just like take the high road and just kind of ignore them even if this is the distribution that you've chosen um but like those are like there's there's really no functional difference between an airdrop farmer and a user right because the reason why projects in this space can attract you know hundreds of billions of dollars in tvl or even billions of dollars in tvl and like thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of users really, really quickly is because of this like hyper-financialized aspect. Um, so like, you know, I feel like if you're going to shit on those people, then you're kind of trying to take the good without taking the bad. And um, based on some other airdrops that 
annoyed lots of people in the past. Not going to name names. I think, um, you know, the the collective will of crypto Twitter or whatever can definitely bury your your project um, if you annoy everybody. So, so I, I named the yeah. title of this episode "Gearbox Centers the Point Met, Points Meta," but <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I'm going to rename it to like "Ebeggers Anonymous." That's it. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, like. Let's face it, in the bear, like, I, I don't know, you, you were probably doing this too. I was definitely like trying new stuff, being like, oh, I'm biding my time to wait for the bull market so that I know what's going on. I know what's going to be, um, like, what's going to, frankly, what's going to pump and what's not going to pump and like what's cool and what's fake. Um, and I feel like, yeah, everybody who's still around was doing this. And to just dismiss all those people out of hand is not the best BD strategy, let's just say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mixed on, on the points thing because like a lot of it's going to be mercenary, like these, these market caps and FTVs that we're seeing for these projects probably are warranted in the medium to long term, but I think they could get super overheated in the short term. And if you're like, it's a very crowded trade at the moment. And I, I, I don't know if, if Eigenlayer debuts at $20 billion valuation, I mean, how high can it go in this cycle? Right? Yeah. Are we talking like well i mean yes and no like even even in the bowl again not to shit on eigenlayer or whatever but even in the bowl last cycle like there there were things that got airdropped and then just like slowly slowly dumped to oblivion um so that can definitely happen right yeah yeah it's it, a nice juicy airdrop yeah so eigenlayer is coming up there's eigen day which is going to be probably in two months uh we got confirmation about the blast launch as well too this week um, people have been farming blast points as well. Mm -hmm. I think blast is like February 20 or sorry. Is it March 24th that is coming up? No idea. I'm, I didn't, I, I'm not farming that, so I don't care about it. Okay. <laughs> scam, scam. <laughs> oh, sorry. Main net's going to be February 24th. Sorry. That, so that's uh, right around the corner next this week. Actually, it's going to yeah. be going live. Things that I'm farming deserve their $20 billion valuations and things that I'm not farming <laughs> are scams. <laughs> unironically i believe this well what would you like would you rather be in a crowded trade where the token might decline by 80 percent, or would you rather be farming stuff where it, it it has a very low probability of making like a 10 to 20x i think it depends on what part of the cycle you're in right like mm. you say it's a crowded trade but like it if if we're in the part of the cycle that i think we're in which is like still relatively early then is, is it really a crowded trade or is it just like you and all your crypto friends are in it? But like, are the normies in? Like Axie was a crowded trade when it pumped because like retail Filipinos were in it, right? But like how many how many of those kinds of people are in the eigenlayer thing? Yeah. Um, so like, is it really crowded? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess that's how I think about it. Also, I, I do think there's, I do think there's like, you can like overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. um, like if you figure, okay, you you just have to deposit your 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 like LSTs or, or your staked ETH, right? Um, as far as I know, the restaking aspect, like you're not taking on any additional risk other than like Eigenlayer has some contracts, right? But like the the restaking aspect of like, oh, you're providing security for this other thing isn't fully live yet, right? As far as I'm aware. 
So, like, what are you talking about? You're talking about like extra yield for depositing your Lido's like staked ETH or whatever, um, with minimal risk. So it's like, if you had, if you are holding ETH anyways, and you had staked it in Lido, then like, why not deposit into Eigenlayer? Unless you think they're gonna get like smart contract exploit or something. Um, so it's like, okay, you might as well farm the points because, like, it, it, not free exactly, but it, it doesn't cost you very much because 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 that other aspect of the restaking isn't fully live yet as far as, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, it's just like opportunity cost that you're giving up. Yeah, but I think lots of people are holding ETH anyways, right? Like some some portion presumably of your portfolio is an ETH. And so like, I don't think that if you have like, I don't know, 30% of your portfolio in ETH and you staked in Lido anyways, that's not the portion of your portfolio that would be competing with your 20X shitcoin airdrop hopefuls. Right, that's like a different bucket of risk or whatever. Um, I guess that's how I would think about it. Well, my bags are filled with gear. Mine too. Yeah. Not enough though. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I should show show Gearbox a bit before we. Yeah, we've had Gearbox on a couple of times now. Yeah. Um, so the new thing with Gearbox right now is we just launched leveraged restaking, also known as leveraged points. Um, so essentially it's, uh, EtherFi, um, via ETH, via EtherFi into Eigenlayer. So you can get up to like 9.5 X leverage on, um, your Eigenlayer or, or EtherFi positions. Right. And that means nine up to 9.5 times the number of Eigenlayer points. And then I think EtherFi are throwing in a, a bonus as well. So it's like 18 up to 18 times the amount of ether five points and then 9.5 times the amount of icon layer points. Um, so if you're like doing the points thing and you want more exposure and you understand the risks of leverage, which are basically like, if the thing depegs, then it could spell trouble. Right. Uh, but I think, you know, I would say like probably don't do nine times, but maybe <laughs> like three or four times is, is maybe okay. Um, if you just do the math on like how much of a, a depeg it would take to get you liquidated. Right between the staked eigenlayer, the eigenlayer deposit ETH or whatever, and and kind of vanilla ETH. But anyways, yeah. So you can lever up on via EtherFi on eigenlayer points, get EtherFi points as well. Um, eventually that will turn into sweet, sweet tokens, hopefully. Um, and also these points are quote unquote liquid on various markets. So you can kind of do the math and see what that leverage is worth to you. Right now, it seems people are pretty excited. So there's like a, a junior tranche and a senior tranche. And like the senior tranche has like lower risk, but you're getting like yield. And then uh, the junior tranche is getting the good, the, the bigger yield, but you can be liquidated. No, there's no junior senior tranche. So there's like just the lending pool side, right? Mm. So you deposit ETH to lend to people and then people take that ETH and ape it into Etherfi, uh, which has this product, which... Um, is basically then deposited into Eigenlayer. So um, yeah. who's who's paying who? Like if I'm taking the the risk of leveraged points farming. Yeah. So you're paying the people who are lending you the ETH to do this, basically. Mm -hmm. And in exchange for paying the interest on those loans, you get like whatever X number of points that you would normally get, plus the the additional yield on on the kind of I guess vanilla ETH staking is the wrong thing to say, but like on your regular ETH staking, 
right? So like if you figure the regular ETH staking covers the cost of borrow roughly or more than covers because we also have like Lido staked ETH strategies, right? So if, if you assume that your staked ETH yield will cover the cost of borrow, then the points are just gravy on top kind of thing. Hmm. Um, yeah. And as of right now, I think that's still the case. So it's it's the weth pool that's really been kind of kicking off on Gearbox then, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. <coughs> what, you can also like, you could also like take a, a long position on ETH as well if you if you like use USDC collateral. But that, you know, that's just the cool composability stuff that Gearbox allows you to do. Oh, so I can be long ETH and also be long points? Yeah, so if you borrow USDC, mm -hmm. right, and then and then buy ETH with that USDC in your Gearbox Twitter account and then ape it into the ETHFI, then yeah, effectively your long ETH, well, effectively your long eigenlayer ETH, right? Or your long points and long ETH or however you want to kind of think about that. But yes, I mean, that's this is why I think Gearbox is like the coolest DeFi product um, because it allows stuff like that. So this is for, it's all built into V3 as well too, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, so here we can see the the recent TVL bumps, or like the total borrowed has just been yeah. spiking two days, yep. and there's been close to an additional five million dollars uh, borrowed. Uh, additionally, there is uh, and uh, most of the supply, like there's not that much supply yet being like ratted into the weth yet. So the the APRs on the borrow must be pretty high right now. Yeah, right now it's uh, eight percent organic plus another six percent in gear so it's 14 percent in your youth so pretty good you know better than most other places and what about the um like expected yield on the the leverage far farming for the points right now it's hard to calculate the yield because again we don't know exactly how the points are gonna translate to whatever happens with eigenlayer um I can link you some moon math that people have done. Uh, I'll send it to you in the Telegram chat. But um, yeah, so it's like, it's hard to calculate definitive yield, right? Because the points are hard to price at the moment. Um, but like the, the cost of borrow should be somewhat covered by staked your staked ETH yields, and then hopefully the points, if if the points are correctly priced on Wells Market, um, then the yield is going to be quite high. But like whether or not that's a realistic, like you said, it's a high FTV and all that. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I just yeah. linked you a thread with uh, some math. <coughs> so uh, but like it's hard, it's hard. Like we, we, I don't think we're putting the APRs and stuff in the um, in the, in the interface in in the interface yet, precisely because it's like kind of hard to calculate. Yeah, I actually saw this the other day. This is uh, Stephen uh, runs DeFi Dojo, mm -hmm. calculator guy, and he's yeah. got this nice. Uh, this is for Pendle, but yeah. uh, essentially this is a nice little calculator where you can like plug in everything and pop out like what the expected yield is going to be. Yep. Um, maybe you guys need one of these for for gearbox i think that's i think i just linked something similar to, like in the chat mm -hmm. in the Le leviathan news chat like somebody did a tweet thread not this person but somebody else um that does similar math yeah oh there's a gearbox tab in this thing oh there's a gearbox tab yeah i see it right there 
on in the sheet. Uh, here we go. Gearbox. Oh, he's working on it. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the uh, yeah. But my understanding is, as of yesterday, when we launched the um, the Gearbox per point farmed, Gearbox was cheaper than other options. So it's currently selling at about 14 cents or like 13 and a half cents was the best offer that we saw on Wales market. And with Gearbox, you're able to get those points costs down to about four cents. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Stacey was saying. Uh, how is that? How do you get your cost down? Is that just from the leverage? Well, it's not a it's not a matter of getting the cost down. It's like that's how much it costs that much. That's how much when she calculated, that's how much it costs per point to get the point. Mm. And then the idea is that you could theoretically at least sell it on Wells market for, you know, triple that, whatever, 13 cents. So what's the strategy? Take some ETH, go to gearbox, deposit yep. it in, or well, you first you have to, I think if you don't have, this might be going away next week, but as of right now, you still have to like get the whitelist access thing. Um, but yeah, I think that's going away next week, but anyways, so it's like a phase launch, right? So you have to fill out a form with your address. Um, there's no other identifying information in that form. It's literally just an address. Um, so you put in your address into this form, which is, it's going to be linked in, you know, one of these threads, uh, I'll send the link in, in a second, but so you fill out the form, you get your address whitelisted, and then you go to app.gearbox.fi. Um, you go to the leverage tab and you just click start leveraging points. Uh, then you connect your wallet. Um, then you deposit some amount of ETH as collateral. I think it's like around seven ETH minimum, six and a half ETH minimum, something like that at the moment. Um, so you deposit your ETH, then you borrow, you know, up to nine X and then you just like click the buttons and it'll ape for you. Essentially. Has, has anybody been liquidated yet? No, not yet. Well, I don't think so. Not <laughs> as of my last me I'm sure I would have heard something. Has there been some major, I, I think as long as there's no like DPEG on, uh, I think it's WEETH is what it, what the ticker is, right? Like the wrapped Ether Phi ETH. As long as there's not a DPEG, um, you should be okay. Like that's really the only thing. Because if you're borrowing ETH and you're aping into an ETH denominated product, um, the only thing that will kind of liquidate you is if there's a DPEG between those two things. That makes sense. That's why this. That's why like leverage is so good for this kind of strategy. I, I think I, I might have to check it out later on because even like five X ETH or five X three four five X gives you like a you know ten twenty percent buffer. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like I definitely wouldn't do the nine X. That's that's pretty. Like I would say that's pretty risky because just kind of random market movements or like somebody fat fingering can can cause like a few percent deviation right but uh like 10 15 20 percent buffer is pretty good so yeah three four five x's seems safe relatively safe to me what do you think about all these new lsds that we have now we've kind of entered into a new meta where lsds or lrts no like L lsd i mean there's still lsds i mean there's no there's no like actual restaking yet it's just like points farming sure. right yeah yeah but well it's future liquid well Liquid future restaking tokens. <laughs> Everybody's preparing their infrastructure for yeah. Um, I know, I know. I, you know, I was looking at the ETH Denver lineup, and it's it's like all restaking. It's like restaking in AI is the yeah. theme of, yeah, of ETH yeah. Denver this year. 
Yeah. Um, what do I think? I think, I mean, I like next kind year. Of, I'm mixed, right? Because on the one hand, like, do we really need that many of these kinds of products? Like, how many of them will survive the whole bowl and the next bear? That I don't know. But for the time being, I think, like, if this is what's capturing attention and you're trying to, like, figure out some kind of product market market fit and you're, like, you want to be in the kind of DeFi-ish space, like, this is the kind of product that you want to put out, right? So, yeah, I mean, like, long-term, do I think all of these new LRTs or LSTs or whatever are going to make it? Probably not. But for the time being, let's see who puts out the best product and, like, competition's good, so... And, you know, given, you know, modular thesis and all that, like there is room for some of this stuff for sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And it is eating into Lido's dominance here. Yeah. I mean, we look back at... That's going to get, that's going to give Vitalik the jollies. <laughs> so last uh, September 1st of last year, Lido was sitting at 83.86% yeah. dominance. Uh, now it's down to 71%. And so there's been uh, big additions from uh, actually Rocket Pool's lost a little bit. Rocket Pool's been pretty much flat. Uh, yep. Frax has gotten bumped down a couple of times. And now we have like Binance Staked ETH, which has taken a pretty large role, as well as yep. Mantle yep. and Stakestone, which I've never heard of. But um, apparently they have 2.3% of, of all Staked ETH as an LSD. But it's more the other ones down there, like uh, Swell. And yep. also Stater and Statewise yep. have, have kind of creeping creeping up. Yeah, I think a lot of these uh so those are like the the LSTs, right? Or the mm -hmm. LSTs. Um I think I think a lot of those projects are now like eyeing the restaking market as like something to expand into because obviously if they can capture restaking, um they can kind of have that built on top of their staking instead of somebody else's staking, uh, which will then capture them like base layer LSD market share as well, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, competition's good. I think like, I like Lido a lot. I think it's great. I use it a lot. Like I have a lot of Lido stick ETH um, as a portion of my portfolio, but like in a perfect world, they probably have a bit less market share than they have. So I'm not opposed to it basically. How does Lido actually enter the like restaking market? Because the validators will have to run the AVSs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they're planning. No idea. Like, I kind of get it for Rocket Pool. Rocket Pool has a bunch of solo stakers. Everybody's running their own nodes. Yeah. Same thing for like Frax when when they do Frax ETH v two. Like, you'll be able to run your own solo stake. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think the same goes for EtherFi as well too. Um, but Lido, I'm not sure. I mean, because they have like a core group of what like 30 or 40 different institutional stakers who yep. are managing the the stake for for Steth. Yeah. And so like how like I don't I just don't know yet how they transition into a a restaking world where you know like well do they need to though? No. Or is there I think their product is like I mean obviously you can't rest on your laurels but I think that their product has it's so dominant right now that like and just like the, the, the amount of fees and stuff that they must be making they can just focus on this and let everybody else fight the restaking wars. Yeah, you know, because they've already kind of won the staking 
like the first iteration. Um, yeah, it's kind of how I, it's, it's almost like, okay, this Aave need to, like you, you see these like other lending protocols like Ajna and Euler and, you know, Silo and all these other things previously as well, um, where like everybody's trying to capture this piece of the market that's like either segregated pools or kind of single asset le le lending pools, things like that. But like those things are all competing for a slice of the market that Aave doesn't need to compete for because Aave has already captured like they won the first iteration of the lending wars, right? So they don't need to then fight these like tiny battles for these small, smaller bits of the market. Um, yeah, so maybe Lido's in that kind of position where they, they can just chill. They just like print money and, you know, <laughs> yeah, and let, let everybody else fight the, the restaking wars. And like whoever wins the restaking is probably going to have to have Lido staked ETH like under the hood in some way, right? So, yeah. Yeah. With like, <clears throat> but it's all good for the protocols that are like built on top of it. And the DEXs have been seeing really good additions. The lending pools that are integrating all these LRTs are, are seeing good growth as well, too. And uh, same thing for Gearbox as well, too, which is providing leverage. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like what excites me about this, it, like I'm excited about the leverage restaking. It, I think it's cool. But what excites me more is like internally is um, how fast we were able to do this round of integrations. Because in V2, integrations were like a, a slog, honestly. It'd be like, we integrate, then audit, then, you know, chain like Oracle, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, everything was, it was like moving through molasses almost. Now with V3, we have the quotas, which is like a form of risk control, which is really helpful, right? Because then we can limit total system risk and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so like with the architecture of V3, and then I think, I don't know if you saw this, we like, we've integrated like redstone oracle so we're not just relying on chain link we can also integrate with redstone and like redstone seems to be much faster at just putting putting up new oracles and stuff compared to chain link um so that that means we'll we will be able to iterate much faster on new integrations which means that you know it's not just liquid restaking that's think that's the thing we can get leverage on but like as people get excited about new things in DeFi, we can hopefully just like integrate it pretty straightforwardly, pretty quickly, and really become like what I like hope Gearbox becomes in the future, which is like leverage everything, right? If you can do it in DeFi and it's safe, then you can get leverage on it. That's that's kind of my personal vision for what Gearbox is. Now I'm not a dev, so I really have no say in what gets built <laughs> or not. But like based on how fast this restaking thing came out, as opposed to like stuff in v2 i'm really i'm really pumped for the future like are we back with DeFi yet uh no i don't think so no i mean have you seen anything that you've been like this is clearly fully retarded everybody's still pretending that like even things that you're like i don't know about that but like they're still dressing it up as something like real right there's still a pretense i feel like the height of DeFi summer I mean, I spent a good amount of time like, never mind sushi. That would, do you remember like the yams? Do you remember sp spaghetti? I farmed pickles for a long time. I don't know if those guys are still around. Um, My friend was a pickles diehard. Yeah, I was a pickles diehard too. And then like, 
I just happened to exit right before they got hacked or something. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. It was totally like it was totally insane. I don't know if we'll ever recapture those moments. Those are going to be like moments that like people look back on with nostalgia because it, it, it got so silly so quickly. Yeah, people um, were just trying games. I mean, it was like cul cul uh, culminated with Olympus. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. And after that, I mean, people just I think the, the games got all played out. People just understood like, you know, you can't create money from something and the yield has to come from somewhere. And uh, it's funny, like DeFi has gone into like the value trade, right? Like CRV. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. CRV is yeah. like the most hated token ever. Um, but it has so much being built on it, right? And there's an incredible amount of new stuff that's come into the Curve Convex ecosystem over the past year. Uh, like yeah, to me, DeFi is still like the thing that makes most sense as a use case for like crypto mm -hmm. and blockchains. It's like the most obvious thing anyways. Um, so like I'm so bullish DeFi, but for sure we don't have the same. Because last cycle was like the first DeFi ICO stuff from like 2017 was like coming online and we had all of the attention. Um, this cycle, it's like there are so many competing narratives. Um, so we'll see. I don't think I don't think DeFi is going to get as unhinged as it did last time, but that that's probably a good thing because, like, looking back, we we're doing some pretty silly stuff. Um, but yeah, I think like the those the unhingedness is going to come from other kind of verticals. This cycle. AI, right? Yeah, AI gaming. There's going to be some like really f stupid gaming things probably, um, and AI for sure. Like you can already see. I think many of those projects are just like they're not even a chat GPT wrapper. They're literally like promising <laughs> that they will build a chat GPT wrapper kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at the top of the like the AI list on CoinGecko and maybe like BitTensor and Render are yeah. probably more legit. Yeah, yeah. More, more legit, but like everything yeah. after this, I, I don't know. I mean, yep. but uh, great. Is Golem an AI coin? Apparently. Remember Golem from 2017? Yeah, definitely. Resurgence. It's up 50% in the last week. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I think they, I think it's still like, alive as a project. I think so. they have a huge ETH treasury. I mean, that I believe. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like the, the the AI narratives have just been driven by BitTensor. Yeah. Which we really haven't given too much time yet here on Leviathan. But, uh, are you bullish or are you fading it? I have no idea. Like it's it's just one of those things where like I, I really don't know enough about BitTensor to to make a, a good decision about it. Yeah. Like maybe it, it like I I read the paper, mm -hmm. I read their docs, and it sounds interesting, but you know does it really warrant me buying in at a twelve billion dollar valuation? I don't know. Well, that's fully diluted. Yeah, I mean, but like FTV is not like it matters. <laughs> FTV is a meme. <laughs> you have PTSD, my friend. <laughs> sure, but like, where's it going to go from here? I mean, like, are we going to look at BitTensor and say like this is a hundred billion dollar protocol in in three years? I mean, if you think of about it as OpenAI beta, and OpenAI is raising seven trillion dollars or whatever, <laughs> then yeah, why not? I don't know. Like, I think for me, this cycle, I'm trying to. Um, turn off that the little voice, especially like as this bowl is starting. I, my goal is to turn off that little voice 
in my head that's like, this is stupid. Just like let it wash over you and participate. <laughs> and then worry about worry about like like things crashing down when when you start seeing signs of it happening. But like don't pre-worry, you know? That's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but doesn't it seem a little froth like doesn't AI seem a little frothy right now? Or we're just not even like we forget. I think maybe that's it. We just forget how fast and how high things can move once people start to get a little crazy. Yeah. I think it's that also like is I is AI frothy? Like it depends on it depends on what you think it's gonna do, right? Like if you think it's just like a better version of Siri, then yeah, it's it's definitely frothy. If you think this is like the culmination of a kind of new age of humankind, then there is no too frothy, right? Then we're talking like in 30 years, nobody has a job. Everybody, like we get UBI because the robots do everything and we can just like paint or, or cook or whatever, do whatever things you want to do kind of thing. Like if that, if you think that's a possibility, then there is no too frothy because, you know, this is the kind of, it's like the end times almost. Like it's going to totally transform our society. Now, I don't know if I'm that bullish, but... I don't know. Other smart people seem to be that bullish. And I mean, I can definitely tell you like that open AI video thing, like that would, will totally change the way that I do my work. Um, so yeah, for Gearbox and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Can we talk about that? That was awesome. Honestly, I've seen all the source stuff and yeah, I'm just really impressed. Like, it's yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm super, I can't wait to like, just it, it would be cool to be able to just manifest ideas from your mind on into video right because i have no actual like talent with a camera or with animating things or anything like that so but i have an active imagination so it'd be cool to just be able to prompt things and yeah i mean i'm doing a bit of it already but 60 seconds is like right now most of the video solutions only do like three four five seconds and a lot of them are, are you kind of have to either choose between like high res or high frame rate you can't have both and like they're they're honestly pretty janky uh but the sora thing looks looks pretty amazing um yeah i have a bound like i will pay good money like a big sum of money for anybody who can get me access to sora by the way for anybody <laughs> who's listening and then it transitions to 3d eventually yeah so like i mean people are already working on this stuff where like that people are already building AIs where like they can kind of make 3D models out of videos, right? So you put in a video and then the AI kind of tries to generate a 3D model. And and I think most of those things right now are separate from the video generation. But when you get to the point where you can have a pipeline of like, you generate a video, you then like with AI, so you type in some text, you're like, whatever, I want a man. And then you generate the video, then you put that video into the 3D model generator which is also AI run, then you can generate a model of the 3D man. Then the sky's the limit, right? Then you can basically do anything. Because then you can be like, oh, rig this man to dance, rig this man to run, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just ready for like unhinged Amplis videos coming from Sora. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> it's coming. Uh, have you been, you know what I was really impressed with is, the, is the recent urine video. Oh yeah, I mean they're, they're great. Like, I, I I'm a big fan of Draper and all those guys. Their their marketing's really good. Uh, putting me to shame, honestly. 
like the video that they we we played it here on Leviathan a couple of days back, and they essentially were able to take a clip from Killers of the Flat Wait Killers of the Flower Moon. Flower Moon. Yeah. yeah. And not just not just like throw some graphics on top, but they actually went in and changed the text or sorry, yep. changed the voice on all the yep. actors yep. to to make it crypto theme, which I thought was like incredible. I never I'd never seen like marketing like that before. Yeah. I mean, it's only going to get weirder, like the deep fake stuff that you can do right now. Like I haven't played much with that because I don't know, it feels kind of weird to me. Like it feels like dark arts or something to like put words that somebody somebody hasn't said into their mouth seems like a morally gray area wow but, I, was gonna, I was gonna say you could do it for ivan but he's already done most of the work for you so <laughs> oh ivan every anything that you think ivan has said he said it i have i have the i have the tapes and the <laughs> the evidence that i mean i have a folder on my hard drive called blackmail folder and it's basically all the <laughs> uh you know unsavory things that ivan has said which is why i'm still employed maybe you should go down like a charles hodgkinson's route and start you know pumping out some defects of the the man himself <laughs> yeah charles hoskinson well how's cardano doing i don't know is it is it doing anything ever is it live yet do we have is there DeFi? uh i th think so my friend has a lot of uh of of cardano i, I don't know how uh, maybe it's just different worlds. There's like people that exist in like on crypto Twitter and DeFi, and then there's like everybody else that just has like regular jobs. And so you see, what are you what you're saying is Cardano is the coin of the people. It is the coin of the people. People with regular jobs. Yeah, that that don't actually use DeFi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's the peer review going? I don't know that that whole. It's so bizarre. This thing just doesn't die. Well, it, all these coins just don't die. Like even coins that are known scams don't die. Like XRP. Yeah, I mean it's still in the top ten. Yeah, it's number six. Yeah. In hell. BNB, Cardano is number nine. Tron is number twelve. Well, no, but Tron has like actual legitimate use. Yeah, I mean, in in so far as it's a database where you can move numbers around. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Most all the USDT is on Tron. I don't have to go any further than that. <laughs> yeah. Man. No, but I mean, that's 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 like when, you know, of, of course, it doesn't have the same robust ecosystem as ETH, but more people are using Tron to send USD, USDT back and forth than in other places, like actual retail. I mean, users. sure, that's true. It's just, I don't know. This, this list of, like, how are these not, mostly DeFi coins or whatever we still have a long way to go yeah it's just crazy yeah you know we talked about like maybe it's telegram right I've, I've kind of been harboring like i think there's a lot of like questions around the telegram distribution of ton yeah like if it actually commands that market cap or if they're they're juicing it somehow but yeah at the same time telegram has close to two billion users and everybody that's not in the United States has a, a wallet on their Telegram. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Have, have you tried it? Their wallet? I have not. I have not played with 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 it at all. I don't know. Something seems again. Yeah, you're right. Like it. It seems kind of leaving aside the coin. I, I mean, just like I, I guess. Like, what's the point? Is it 
is it at all decentralized in, in any way? And if not, then like kind of what's the point? If it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, would I buy the coin if I thought it was going to go up? Yeah, I would. <laughs> but like, is it? I mean, there's like, there. I have two opposing kind of things in my head, right? One is like, I'm trying to make it and I'm just trying to buy the coins that go up. And in that sense, um, like, yes. Is is there a case for Ton to go up? Yeah. But on the on, like the other half of me is like, um, do I care about like blockchain technology? You know, and, and like I do, otherwise when I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be working on like DeFi and stuff, right? Like I think it's actually important. Like decentralization is actually important and like these things that we supposedly care about like are actually important. And is the Telegram coin like living up to those things? Like probably not. And that's kind of how I feel about Tron too. Like I think it's great that Argentinians get to send money USDT via Tron. That's fantastic. But like, like we could do a bit better, I guess. I don't know. Durov has way too much time on his hands to get exceedingly ripped now. <laughs> I had a discussion with a with a Telegram friend about this. Like, I don't think he's that jacked. Like, he's pretty ripped, but he's not like, I don't know. I feel like I see similar people, similar. Maybe it's because I hang out in a gym where like all the people are PTs, but <laughs> like, I, I see people like that, like on a daily basis. He's not like jacked, jacked, you know? It's the It's the tech founder, like like meta right like well once they get rich then they get jacked yeah yeah exactly right yep. yeah. <laughs> when vitalik gets when we get vitalik everybody everybody is going to be fucking yeah we're all going to be loaded it does i i don't think vitalik will ever do, i mean his dad is ripped and i think he will yeah like vitalik. i mean all, all 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 we need is it is like a paper that's like oh weightlifting helps life extension or whatever then you're going to get ripped to vitalik like he's going to get fucking jacked it's gonna happen. What if Sam Bankman Free gets jacked? Uh, I mean, he probably will. Right? He's what else is he gonna do in jail? Uh, he's getting pretty skinny, actually. Did you see the pictures? He looks pretty sad. I don't know. I feel like that picture is pretty sad. Like, it's funny, but also a bit sad. I know. He's looking. He's got a beard. He doesn't look great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a look at this. Uh, you know, sitting in jail. Uh, Tiffany Fong posted this today. Uh, and actually talked to one of the guys, and the guy said that Sam wasn't taking showers anymore, and uh, is growing a beard, and is mm. getting really skinny. Like he, look, his gut is pretty much gone. Yeah, but he was like that before, like when FTX first started, right? He was pretty skinny. He only put on the heft, like as the stimmies kicked in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now he's off the stimmies and back in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> what what role do you think he plays in this gang? Um I don't know. They're probably like they're probably like asking him to make trades for him or something. That is actually what they're doing. They're fucking asking him for like what to punt. Exactly. <laughs> do you think they can punt from like you know how they hide cell phones in jail? You think they have some like cell phones with MetaMask and they're like yeah, yeah. shit like, coins like, in jail? Can you, install, can you like rig like a Nokia, like an old Nokia phone to run MetaMask? 100%. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I bet. We should, fuck, we should repurpose all those old Nokias into 
into hardware wallets. Those are actually the best phones. Yeah, they were the best, but like they just, they survive forever. I mean, it's literally what you want from a hardware wallet, right? It's like they survive forever, can't break them, you know. Most importantly, you can take the battery out. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, which is a really unfortunate side effect of new phones that, you know, like even when you turn them off, they're still on. Yeah, still like, spying on you. Still spying on you. You have to like yeah. fu fully, fully, fully drain them. They got to really run out of battery. But even then, yep. like they can go for a while mm -hmm. uh, and they can they can get some location tracking going. Yeah. Um, those Nokia phones, you just like take off the back two seconds, rip out the battery. Boom, you're off the grid. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I don't know, Sam, maybe maybe he'll take some tips and start working out. He should. I mean, it makes. I bet, and especially in prison, makes a big difference. Yeah, it's still. Like, what else are you year. gonna do? It's still his first year. Yeah, that's true. You gotta get get, get some experience under your belt, I guess. But like, what? just for the mood, right? Especially if you're stuck in a room, like, not much sunlight. You get like a few hours of sunlight, sunlight a day, whatever. Just exercising would make such a big difference to your kind of mood and general happiness. I think. And getting off the stemmies. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I think that probably makes you sad, huh? No, You've been on them I mean, for a long time. Well, maybe, maybe like getting off the bit, but like then you kind of like return to your normal state. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can, uh, we can blame the ph pharma companies for the FTX fall. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I guess you'd have to have you'd have to know what he was like before he got on them to know really. I think it was probably like a little bit, um, not unethical exactly, but a little bit like willing to risk it all even before. Mm -hmm. He was probably like that from day one, which is what allowed him to, you know, fake it till he made it or whatever. Whatever you think that he did, what allowed him to do it is like just incredible risk tolerance, like bet it all and everything every time. Okay, question for you. Your yeah. uh, developer trader that you're giving $50,000 has a, uh, some sort of like preference for drugs. Yes. What, what would you like them to be? Uh, probably like Adderall type, like ADHD meds. ADHD meds. Yeah. Not, not some like LSD med, like LSD burning men go out to Coachella. No. Cause then they're going to be like, money doesn't matter. And just fucking, yeah, they're going to go out like, I don't know. They're going to go out and like do open source software. That's not, like, <laughs> that's not what you want from a, shit has to be proprietary <laughs> trading technology has to be proprietary once it gets out there it's worthless so yeah i mean there's um i don't know i don't know if like i'm kind of adjacent well i'm, I'm somewhat adjacent to this like rationalist communal uh, community and there's um somebody did a survey about like the best uh performance enhancing like cognitive performance enhancing drugs and activities and it's basically like adhd meds at the top oh he's gone well i'm sure people are still listening it's basically like adhd meds at the top and then like weightlifting and then coffee somewhere in there and blah 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 so yeah adhd meds i think is like steroid use uh, not for cognitive. No. I mean, if for physical, hundred percent. There's there's studies that show that like somebody who's working out without steroids versus somebody who's not working out but on steroids, 
the person on steroids gains more muscle mass. I'd like to go through a juicing cycle in my 40s. All right, yeah, I mean, I know guys on like not not juicing, like on testosterone replacement, mm -hmm. um, like in their early 40s, and it makes a huge difference. So like, I feel like I'm 20 again, <laughs> which yeah so just a couple just like one or two cycles just to see what i can do i want to i want to get like like really back up get natural get like really good natural first yeah and then go through a cycle or two because like there's no way that you can get like that level of vacillation and shreddiness yeah, yeah. yeah. without getting on the juice yeah are you jacked already though uh not right now kind of okay I, I need to lose 20 pounds yeah but uh you know that's like cycle I always go through like, in, I'm always getting in shape during the bull and like getting kind of fat in the bear. Should be the other way around. Should be the other way around, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the bear is when you have time and you need the kind of, it's like, it's almost like government spending. You actually want it to be counter cyclical. Yeah. <laughs> you need like the brain boost when you're, when your coins are down. Well, everything is still down in my head. <laughs> That's PTSD. This is what I was talking about. I know. Talking about, PTSD, talking about FDV, like, we're just getting started. This is going to get, yeah, you got to ride it all the way up, man. Uh, well, let's come back to, let's come back to Gearbox. Uh, you guys have this brand new product out. Uh, yes. right, right now, you have to get whitelisted to come in and use the credit accounts, but hopefully yeah. that's coming off in the next yeah, few days. A couple, yeah, a couple of uh, weeks or a couple of weeks that should be off. We also have on the other side, like, we have like, Technically, this is like part of the farming side, right? There's also like Gearbox uh, Pure margin trading side. We're going to have, you know, we're not calling them points. We're calling them stimmies for, <laughs> but essentially a, a referral, like a trading referral and, and points program, um, which will come online in, in the next few weeks as well on the pure margin trading side. So if you're more of a trader, less of a points enjoyer in that sense, then, or a, a restaking points enjoyer anyways, then definitely check out pure margin trading in a few weeks. Um, and then we also have, I think we might have just hit the cap on, on the ether Um, but we do have like Renzo is, is, is that what it's, is it Henzo or Renzo? I think it's Renzo. Cause I only know like Penzo from Henzo Gracie, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy. Um, so yeah, Renzo is coming online, uh, next week or, or in two weeks from now as well. So, um, if you missed your chance with Etherfy because we hit the caps, then definitely uh, check that out. They also have eigenlayer points available. Yep. Perfect. Thanks for coming on today, Amplis. Really yeah, thanks it. so much for having me. Pleasure as always. And um, I'm going to go find some some Adderall and uh, get back get back on the cycle. Performance enhanced. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. We have uh, Benjamin from... Kidao coming on to talk about them getting back to peg. Congratulations to them. So hopefully see you tomorrow. And uh, yeah, thanks guys.